You are listening to episode number 13 of the Purpose Gang Podcast with Kyle Zendi, author of The Purpose Playbook. And on this show, we highlight the movers, the shakers, and the doers in this generation who have caught a realization that, listen, you don't need a permission slip to follow your dream and that the time to start is now. Follow Kyle Zendi on Instagram for more. And with that, we will get started in three, two, one. I'm really excited for this episode. If you listen to the last one, episode number 12, um, I interviewed one of our very first Purpose Gang Publishing authors. And on this episode, I have another one with me. And I'm very excited to, um, to introduce her to you. Um, so as some of you may be aware, April, April 1st, it starts Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And so I'm not going to get into too much of her story. I'm going to let her talk about that. Um, But we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the process of whether you're overcoming that or overcoming any kind of challenge in your life, um, what that looks like. All of us in life, we face challenges. I face challenges. You face challenges. But what really defines us is what we do when those things happen. Um, So without further ado, I would like to introduce to you the author of the book Metamorphosis, Evelyn Curry. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. It's honestly an honor to share my story about sexual violence with Kyle and everyone who is able to hear us today. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. So the first question I want to ask you, um, what made you want to write a book? And so you can get into as little or as um, as much of your story as you would like to. Um, but for the people listening, what made you want to write a book? And then also go ahead and tell us after that, what is this book that you put together? Yeah, so the inspiration came from a personal trial that I experienced probably about two and a half years ago. And I was in a relationship that was kind of going downhill, but I kind of was blindsided by it to a degree because I was living in a state where I wasn't really in tune with myself. And so it finally came to a day where I was raped and my whole life kind of just totally just destroyed me and my whole, my whole idea of what life was supposed to be. And so With that destruction came a lot of feelings and emotions that I didn't really know how to process. And so that kind of forced me to connect with myself, which I did through writing. And so I started writing poetry, which was actually something I did as a kid, but kind of just played around with. But in this situation, I did it intentionally um, for a healing process. And so that kind of led me to writing about my experiences And I was able to look from the outside in and realize, like, what you experienced, what I experienced was real and traumatic. And everything that I was feeling and experiencing was difficult. And I acknowledged that. And by doing that, I felt like I actually grew from it because I was acknowledging it and I was growing from it and I was accepting it. And so that kind of led me to a point where I realized that I wanted to share my story with others and I wanted others to realize that whether they're just first starting a relationship and it hasn't yet got to a point where it's super severe, but it's kind of going down a path where it's not necessarily something that they should continue or whether they just had an incident where they were sexually violated and now they're dealing with all the repercussions from that. Regardless of what your situation is, I wanted them to know that I still understand to a degree what they're feeling. And so that kind of inspired me to put together a collection of poetry, but I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted it to look like. And eventually I kind of, 
as I kind of connected the poetry, I realized that there was a pattern. I had poetry about dark, sorrowful days, but I also had poetry about lessons I was learning, but also poetry where I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm so grateful to breathe today. Like today is the best day ever. So there's kind of three different sections that I acknowledged in the poetry that I was writing. And that I kind of compared to the metamorphosis process a caterpillar goes through as they transition and elevate into a butterfly. And I felt like truly my healing was a metamorphosis of its own. And I reflected each of those situations throughout my poetry book and the three different sections, metamorph and osis. And so that's kind of the inspiration behind the book and kind of my inspiration and my purpose in telling my story in this way specifically. You know, that's incredible. And you said something that really spoke to me that really at least stuck out to me. And you said um, um, that when this happened in your life, you said that it, that you realized that it was real, right? And, you know, one of the biggest events that's happened in my life, a tra- tragic event was when I was five and I lost my dad. And I, I tell people that it's, it's one thing when I talk about the story some, you know, 10, 12 years later, and it's like a testimony that I've overcome. But what I think oftentimes when we're sharing our story, people fail to realize is that when somebody goes through something, they're experiencing how I describe it as real pain in real time. And so for somebody who's, whether it has to do with sexual violence or it has to do with something in their life, but they're experiencing real pain in real time. um, I love what you did with this process. Like you said, those three, those three phases, meta and morph and osis. And so what advice would you give to somebody um, at the beginning of their journey? So something happened to them a week ago or a day ago. Um, What's some advice on a practical level, I guess, that you would give to them? Um, Honestly, the very first thing I would tell them is to focus on their breath and focus on taking deep breaths every day. Because I know for me, one of the biggest things I struggled with right after I was raped was anxiety. Like, I found myself almost, like, struggling to breathe throughout all of my day. Breathing was, like, the hardest thing I had to do. And I easily got overwhelmed by things. And so it was when I started focusing on my breath and trying to actually meditate is when I felt like I was able to truly just, like, calm down and just process things. Because when we're all riled up and, like, everything is, like, happening at once and we're anxious, like it's just kind of chaotic and I feel like the processing kind of, it kind of struggles to like exist there. And so focus on the breath. And then the second thing I would say is focus on what you're feeling and accept what you're feeling, but try not to cling on to it. So for me, I think I, I remember right after the incident happened, I was struggling with depression, like really, really bad. And I was falling into this place where it was like, really dark and I didn't feel like doing anything and I was just kind of becoming like a vegetable honestly and I wanted to accept what I was feeling but what I was actually doing is I was kind of like denying it because I just didn't want to feel it anymore so I was like suppressing it but the thing is when you suppress something it always comes back and it's like hello like you haven't dealt with me yet and so I would say be in the present moment feel what you're feeling accept what you're feeling And just acknowledge it for what it is. Because as we do that, and it feels acknowledged, we allow it the freedom to go. We allow it the freedom to 
to leave our bodies and to leave our minds and our hearts. And so those, those two things are simple. Like it sounds simple, but it takes a lot of effort. But as you do those things every day, just take deep breaths and be in the moment and accept what you're feeling. It makes like the biggest difference, you know, in your healing process at the end of the day. That's, that's really good. And that's really important. I love how you got really, really practical with it and talked about the importance of first just taking time to actually and intentionally um, to breathe. And so my next question, and I know what the answer is for me and how it's changed my life. Um, and I know this, this book for you, it's, it's just now coming out. So I'm sure maybe the answer will be different or you'll have more of a, of a perspective on it a year from now. Um, but talk for a second about how sharing your story, even if it's first putting it on paper and now putting it into a book and now sharing it with the world, how much sharing your story has helped in the healing process? Yeah, honestly, I was actually thinking about this earlier. Um, right after everything happened, I didn't want to tell anyone. I didn't want to tell my mom. I didn't want to tell my friends. I didn't want to tell anyone because I felt weak. I felt like because someone took advantage of me and of my body and because I didn't have any way to prevent this situation situation from happening, I was weak. And I didn't want to tell anyone because that would make me vulnerable, right? And I think society in general, but I know growing up for me, like vulnerability was not something that I just loved to do. I didn't like people to know what I was feeling. I didn't like people to see me cry or be upset. And so that was the first hurdle I had to jump was just telling my family, just telling people I loved, right? But in that simple act of just telling someone, I was like, okay, this happened. And I was actually able to just process, okay, it happened. And then, like, moving forward, starting to write about it, um, I was able to kind of process, like, this is what's happening. So, in a, in a sense, I was sharing my story with myself. But further, um, I did a pageant about a year ago, and I had to have a talent. And so I did spoken word because I was like, I don't know, like, what, what can I share, right? But I decided to share a poem about um, – sexual violence. And so I shared my story with probably like 150, 300 people. I don't know exactly how many, but I shared my story with people who I didn't know. And that was extremely difficult for me, but it was like almost once I got on that stage and I was sharing it, I felt so empowered by my story because it's like, I realized that yes, this happened to me, but it didn't conquer me. And because I overcame it, that is where the strength is felt. And so continuing with this book and writing this book, it like opens up so many more doors and opportunities for me to be vulnerable, which again is not easy for me to do. And it's not necessarily um, delightful at first, right? You know, you're telling people, oh, I actually felt depression for a long time. I dealt with anxiety. I dealt with many, uh, many spouts of PTSD and all these things. And I think a lot of times, too, with mental health in general, we kind of classify people who struggle with mental health as weak or as, you know, something's defective about them. And I, I didn't want that to be associated with me or labeled onto me. So I was struggling to share my story because I knew that that would possibly happen. But as I was writing and as I was, again, like editing and looking at the poetry myself, that was healing in itself, especially as I was in the meta section. I got extremely emotional and I felt like I was reliving everything again. And that was very difficult for me 
But what it did is it reminded me of what I had experienced and it reminded me of how far I had come. And that's when I realized it would be so selfish of me to have experienced something so traumatic and to have learned so much from it and not share with anybody. That's so selfish of me because realistically I've learned so much and I've healed so much and there's so much that I know and that I have within me that I can give to someone else that's also struggling But if I decide not to share because I'm feeling afraid of what people will say about me or how people will perceive me, then I'm missing out on an opportunity to serve and love someone. And that was when I had a switch of my focus. And I realized that it's bigger than me. And yes, the situation was traumatic. And yes, it wasn't my fault. But this is bigger than me. And I experienced this. And there's someone that I can love from this. And so as I realized that, and as, as I started you know, writing more, and even honestly, just within the past month of just letting people know I wrote a book and that it, it would be out, that is when so many people started reaching out to me and sharing their stories with me and telling me, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for allowing me to realize that I'm not alone. And that's when I realized like, at times you will be afraid and at times incidents will happen and make you feel weak. But just because you feel weak and down and depressed doesn't mean you are weak. And simply the ability to face these trials head on just is that's strength in, its, in itself. But true courage, you know, stepping each day through these trials and choosing to, you know, decide, okay, today I'm going to take one step and I'm going to overcome And as you keep doing that, the courage and the confidence and the strength, that almost comes, you know, slightly as you're doing it, but really it comes after you do it. Like I have felt so much courage and strength after the fact of doing something that I was so afraid of. It's almost like you're afraid, you're afraid, you're afraid, and then you finally do it. And then you realize, like, I feel so strong. I feel so courageous because I did something that I thought I couldn't do, but I did it anyway. And you're just like, wow. And so when it comes to sexual violence and sharing your personal story, it's personal. And I believe that people should share it when they're ready. But um, for me in my life, I know that I was given this trial to share it. And I know that this wasn't something that I could just keep inside because and as I've already seen already, there's just a few people who have reached out to me and and I'm actually my be one of the few people who know what has happened to them and I'm grateful for that I'm grateful that I can be one of those three people because I was willing to be vulnerable just you know in that moment so you know you you said so many amazing things there and what I love about your story is that it's something that anybody can relate to that's ever gone through anything right and one of the things that you said that really stuck out to me was you said this happened to me but it didn't conquer me you said it happened, but it didn't conquer me. And listen, one of, one of the things I found in life is that we can't always control where life takes us and we can't always control what happens to us. But one of the most beautiful things about it is we do have the ability to control our response. We do have the ability to control what happens after that and how we even turn, scripture talks about how God can turn your weaknesses into strengths. 
For me, I didn't share my story for years and years and years because I thought if I shared my story, just like you said, I thought it would make me look weak. I thought people would judge me and think different of me in a negative way if they heard my story and what happened when really that first time I shared my story on this stage uh, in front of all these kids and it impacted their life and mine, I found out that my power was in my pain that my power to impact lives was in my pain, that my power um, to, to do so many things that I was trying to do and help so many people was found in the pain. And I love something else that you said. You said, although you may feel weak, that doesn't mean that you are weak, right? And I think a lot of times we think that our emotions, when we feel down or feel weak or feel sad, that that just means that that's where we have to stay, when really that can just be, be the foundation um, of, of all the things that we launch into. Um, So man, I'm really excited for this book. I'm excited for all the people that are going to be impacted by it. Um, The people that are going to get the freedom to share their story because because you shared yours. So go ahead and tell the people where, where can they find this book and where can they find you? Yeah, so Amazon is the primary source where the book will be sold. And so you can just type in Metamorphosis. And the book will come up, and we have it on the ebook, but also the paperback book as well. But for me, you can find me on Instagram at E-V-E-E-E-Y underscore Eve, but also email, which is attached to the Instagram as well. And I'm open to talk to anybody about their experiences, their story. I mean, honestly, like, I'm here for people. This is, like, the whole purpose of me writing this book is because I want to connect with people and I want them to feel like someone is there for them. That's good. And I know a lot of people that follow me have their own podcast, um, have their own different events that they put on. So listen, if you're looking for somebody that has a powerful story and a powerful testimony to share, whether you're writing blogs or you're writing, um, launching a podcast or you're doing podcast episodes, whatever it is, and you're looking for somebody, um, especially when it comes to overcoming pain, somebody who's done it and can have a powerful story to share, um, Evelyn and her book Metamorphosis is a powerful testimony and a powerful story that I 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, so Evelyn, go ahead and give us, um, like in two sentences, if you were to just leave two sentences with somebody to impact their life, what would those be? I would say commit to yourself and commit to the present moment. That's good. That's really good. Commit to yourself and commit to the present moment. In other words, wherever you are, be all there. I know I struggle sometimes with thinking about the next thing and thinking about the next thing. I think they call it destination mm-hmm. addiction. Um, and then you miss what's happening um, right now. So listen, Absolutely. Um, Evelyn has an amazing book of poetry called Metamorphosis. I want everybody to go and get that on Amazon. And you also have an opportunity to be a part of something very special. If you go on Amazon right now and type in the name Evelyn Curry um, or the book Metamorphosis, you will be able to get the Kindle um, ebook for free. This is a one-week promotion in which we're promoting this book. You can download it for free. It will help you in whatever area of life you're struggling with or have been through something, and it also helps support this book launch as well. So I want every single person who is taking the time to listen to this to go on Amazon, to take five seconds to go do this, or start 
at, at Evelyn's Instagram and then go to the Amazon link and go ahead and download that book that helps us out tremendously. Listen, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know I have. I know I've learned a lot. I know this makes me want to interview more people because I know so many people have amazing stories and just need a platform to share it. So as we said before, this was episode number 13 of the Purpose Gang podcast with Kyle Dindy. If you would like to be the next Purpose Gang publishing author, listen, reach out and we will see what we can do to help you out. I cannot wait to see you next time on the next episode, Purpose Gang.